Legit that. Uh, welcome to the Sunday Night Shit Show featuring Taylor Elena. And before we get to talking with her, though, I'll, here I'll bring Ben in since he's uh, actually here today. Yay! Thanks, Ben. <laughs> and he rolls his eyes for the audio listeners. Yeah. Oh, I have the wrong background up. Fuck, sorry. Right. Uh, what what do we have to mention before the show? I guess nothing. It's Super Bowl, so I gave everybody a pass on not watching us live today because we get it. You got to watch your sports balls and, you know, figure out which team is the most satanic or whatever fucking symbolism and (laughs) halftime show and all that stuff. We actually tried to watch it. We tried to watch the the halftime show and we got about five minutes in before we had to start our show. So no big deal. But hey, tomorrow's Valentine's Day and we covered on Planet Retard. There's this potato perfume that you should all totally get your girlfriends. bag of french fries yeah do it that's we were talking before the show about how that's the worst smell if you work at a restaurant you know that smell and it's the worst possible smell actually jen was gagging out back (laughs) earlier because i was like no you know that old oil smell where you dump it into the nasty bin in the restaurant industry we both very clearly remember the grease being dumped so before i worked in the restaurant industry my very first job that was under the table was with Jake Redenbaugh and we our business was that we would start at like 10 o'clock at night and hit three different joints and our job was to clean the hoods of those grills and all of the all of the gelatinous chunky fucking grease that would stick up in the hoods all would come running down and it was rank dude it's all right well glad that's all in our past yeah and you're glitching out. That's a hilarious place to freeze, though. You look like you're high as shit. You might be. Bad. Yeah, take a picture of me. My oh. first thought is and that. Back. And you're freezing again. Huh? You were, you were chopping up, freezing. It was, it was a great time. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't do this when we use Zoom. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we're going to go back to using Zoom as soon as my year that I paid for runs out on StreamYard. But Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yes, I don't have it queued up. Have you seen my wiener? Wrong one. Yes. There we go. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Well, what there was something I was going to mention before we start. I don't know. Our new art in the background. Oh yeah, look at yeah. my new art. Yeah, you can get a T-shirt with that art on it. Go to legitbat.com. It's really cool, and it's literally the only one in existence. I'd be hard pressed to see this exact art anywhere else. Thanks, Bags Draws, for that. Also, oh, we got. We will be adding it as a art selection for the merch store uh, in a little bit. I don't don't have a date for you, but uh, didn't you put that on there? Yeah, it's in there. All right. Okay. Wait, what? Jen added it on, I think, already for tumblers and mugs and shit like that. Oh, fuck. I went. No, it's not. Okay. So I didn't add it on everything. It's on a mug. I think you had already added it. I just changed it so that you could see it. Oh. And, uh, it's not on the wine tumbler. I think it's on um, a glass and it's on a coffee mug. It's not on the silver mug that you want yet, Ben. But there are, it but is on the shirts. That. And I if you want that. a different I color. Now, yeah. okay. I, I picked a, a, a couple of random colors. So if you want a different color, just let me know and I'll put it in there. But cool. all right, we won't keep Taylor waiting anymore. She's just backstage, like sitting there all like, ha ah. <laughs> Taylor, Elena, welcome <laughs> to the show. How's it going? Oh. Whoa, your voice Whoa. just got all sounds lot. like a robot. It's like a bad that? connection or something. Hang yeah, on. so you were fine when we were talking backstage, but now it's very yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on one second. second. Let me see if okay, I can. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> Try again. There we go. Okay, okay. Is that better? better? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's actually hilarious, and I love it. <laughs> this is great. I'm really rich. Uh, I think she froze. Oh, and she froze. Maybe she comes back in. Pass. No, Taylor. Taylor has some amazing ayahuasca stories that I can't wait to hear. Ooh. Yeah, but More like more of those. Those are good. 
very interesting, amazing stories. I am very excited. So um, let's see if this works this time. I have to rejoin. Now she's not even there. Oh, Man. Taylor. It's okay. Oh, technical difficulties. We love you. We were just talking yeah, about, um, so our friend Ellie that was on the other day. Yeah. She was talking about okay, technical okay. difficulties. We're about to us now. Oh, no, it's still, it's still Try unplugging your USB uh, if it's plugged into a USB port on your computer. Um, unplugging uh -huh. it and make sure the connection to the mic itself is okay. And then replug okay, in okay. the USB port. Okay, okay, okay. Give me a second. Oh my god, this is fucking fantastic. Gotta block, block. Well, you can try it. <laughs> You can try actually exiting the stream and then coming back in yeah. and see if that works because sometimes that fixes shit. I don't know what your setup is, but you're frozen. You froze way better than Ben did. Yeah, no, yeah. her freezing is beautiful. That's actually a great freeze. It's like a perfect picture. All right. Talk. Okay. Now talk. What about oh, you? Yeah, there we go. Yay. Yay. Gotcha. You're welcome. Okay, that was so sorry. crazy. That was so sorry. You gotta go back and listen to it because it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a little scary. You were just like, okay, okay, okay. okay. It's all. Okay. All right. Let me try that. I'll be right back. You sound like you ate cigarettes for dinner. But you crazy. froze a couple of times, and every time you froze, your face was in this like perfect, like, like it was a perfect harmonious face. Usually, when people freeze, they're like. Like doing the oh, work. Yeah, and totally put that on your Instagram. Gorgeous. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But then my voice sounded like I just like gargled a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was crazy. Uh, it was I've never heard that before. That's a new one. Never. Thank you for that. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. There's a place for everything. <laughs> yeah. No, it brightened our day. Ben gets so pissed at my sound <laughs> usage. Whatever. Fuck off. Yeah, Joe has a weird soundboard, so if you hear weird <laughs> shit, it's just him just Fuck off. No, no, what's funny, what's funny to me is that he, you, he's like my dad. You can see the gears turning where he's coming up with a response to something just so that he can press the soundboard. It's like 100%. He'll hear something. He'll go, he'll go, oh, well, I thought this. And then he pushes it and he's like. <laughs> so they're brothers. I don't know, Taylor, if you know that Ben and Joe are brothers. So Okay, I didn't know that. Cool. So, ben so there's that sibling, uh, sibling love. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Sibling oh, love. And I mean, their faces look similar. Hair is very different. Yeah. But, but yeah. Oh, yeah. For people, I didn't, I didn't introduce us. That's what I meant to do. I'm Joe. This is Jen. If you're a first time Hi. listener, Jen's my wife. And my Ben's wife. my brother. Taylor's our guest. Mm -hmm. Taylor, you don't what? sound gross. I mean, it wasn't gross. It was just weird. <laughs> it was just fucking <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I think it was the perfect. Um, oh, I can kind of hear it coming back. Yeah, it was yeah. Like squiggly. I actually think that you might uh -oh. have a short in your wire. Um, okay, so let it, me um... try to try to position it away from you where it's not going to get bumped and then mm -hmm. kind of move it and then leave it. It sounds okay. like an right. ox cable that's like wonky. It's, it's hard because she can't hear that though. You know what I mean? Like, right. she's not, right. yeah. Hear. So, right now, um, I'm using my AirPods. Maybe I can turn them off and then use something else. Do you have earbuds use... or like yeah, yeah don't yeah, use I have, like, I have like no. big headphones like headphones. I'll go get them. Yeah try okay, those. No problem. It's okay. That yeah. might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's, it's always very interesting. Be right back. Better to okay. get it taken out of the way now. I mean yeah, for it's sure. gonna happen right now. Right at the top of the oh, show. Her room has Maggie my our, Maddie's room looks just like her room. That's crazy. So it's all I'm gonna call my, gonna call my cans all too. A demon came with his penis and put it in my mouth. Penis. It's <laughs> my Jesus. favorite. And a demon. I like a do the cha cha. My tiny little nipples went to France. So the next, we'll just fill it in with like weird sound effects while we're waiting. Oh, no. oh, there we go. Oh, look, she's got okay. proper headphones. Hey. Yes. yes. <laughs> Is this better? Oh, yeah. That sounds 100%. so much better. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I wonder if they were, uh, like, dead or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think they, they said 100%, but I think, honestly, I've had so much trouble with AirPods. I try not to wear them because they're, like, 
they fuck up your brain and shit. And um, I think my spirit guides literally intentionally fuck with them. So I don't use them. They've been hidden on me like 700 times. And I'm like, I always blame my ADHD. And I'm like, no, this is some other shit. This is like gnomes or I don't know. Something's fucking with me. <laughs> a lot of people say that in this game, this podcast game, a lot of people do have problems with all this stuff. And I don't know if it's the government or spirits or whatever, but anytime yeah. we get super deep into something, something fucked up happens. That so. is yeah. totally true. But I do have a coworker who wears airpods while she's talking to me and we have in the industry i work in it's very um important that we communicate very clearly with each other yeah. and her hair she said her if her hair gets in her airpods at all it messes up her voice and that happens oh. so often where when the, the hair brushes up against the airpods i can't tell what she's saying so i have to just kind of try to figure it out and then wait and be like hey so for the last maybe 10 to 15 seconds i didn't know what you just said you have to repeat yourself and then we go from it. there, but it's, it's hair on the AirPods. It's Technology weird. in a makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it could be like sprites or something else. I'm not discounting. Yeah, honestly, it could be hair too. <laughs> Everything's possible. It could just For be sure. hair. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> give us a quick uh, intro on uh, what you do and your story and all that. Whatever you want to say. It's a it's a shit show. Sure. Yeah. So um, basically, what I do now is um, I'm a spiritual. Um, life coach and healer. And so I focus mostly on people that are kind of towards the beginning of their spiritual journey that are just like waking up and things like aren't what they seem and, um, you know, navigating through that whole bit. Because a lot of times when you go through a spiritual awakening, like everyone thinks it's these like flowers and sunshine and rainbows and like your third eye and it's so fucking cool. But then they forget that like all of your repressed childhood trauma and like all that shit also comes up with it. And so, um, that's what I do. I help people through that tough shit and all the multifacets of being a fucking human. So that's And how did you how did you get started on that? Like what tipped you off? I always want to hear people's origin story because we all start out pretty vanilla, right? I mean, especially us white people. But we, yeah. we start kind of just like doing the thing. We're uh focused on jobs or school or whatever else. And then all of a sudden you get into this weird area that we're all in. So how what was the tip off for that for you? Yeah. So, I mean, my spiritual journey kind of started um, when I was like 12. So I started getting into like fairies and um, like just questioning like Christianity. Like I had this children's Bible that I just remember reading a story and I was like, this doesn't fucking make sense. Something's missing from here. And I just started questioning it from like that young of an age. But then kind of fast forward, I got more into just like meditation and affirmations and that kind of thing. And then um, I was a professional makeup artist for about eight years. And uh, when the pandemic happened or the pandemic, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, happened, yeah, the, this shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So when that started happening, um, I was actually supposed to move to Dallas for a job. Um, and then that got canceled because most of my job was supposed to be traveling. And then so I was like, well, now what the fuck do I do with my life? And so um, I went, I just, I went through like a really tough breakup and I was going through all this shit, you know, all at the same time. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do stuff for me. And I went to Costa Rica, did an ayahuasca retreat. And then, um, I saw like everything got just blown wide open, um, more so than, you know, it already was. And, uh, I was like, all right, well, I think I'm supposed to teach people about spirituality. Like there's so much like bullshit and illusion and, and things going on. And I think I'm supposed to bring, you know, kind of that to the surface or help people that are realizing that things are bullshit or illusionary, um, you know, kind of just guide them through that. And so then that kind of started my path as a spiritual coach. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So can, yeah. you, can you, if you want, do you mind telling us about your ayahuasca experiences? Yeah, of course. Cause yeah. yeah. I don't know how in depth you want me to go, but mine was pretty, it was pretty as intense. Okay, so uh, there was two nights of ayahuasca and then one night of Huachuma, which is like San Pedro. And so um, the first night I was like, I was fucking shit scared, terrified. Like I was standing in line waiting for the tea and my hands were just like shaking like this. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to get out of the line. Like, what if I shit my pants? What if I throw up in front of everyone? Like, this is going to be embarrassing. Like, what if I die? Just all these fucking things going through my head. And so I get How there. This was um 2019, so this wasn't that long ago. Oh, okay. This is exactly so. By the way, I want to do ayahuasca so bad, and those are 100% all of my fears. Yeah, like, just push past up. it. 
push past yeah, it. I that's your fucking so ego. That's the thing is like, that's the ego telling you, okay, you're at the brink of something. You're at the brink of expanding yourself. And so your ego wants to keep you in your comfort zone because that's what its job is. Its job is to keep you tied to the narratives that are programmed into you. So when you deviate outside of that, then your ego's like, no, no, we're not doing that. You stay here. You're going to die. It starts filling your head with all this bullshit. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this anyways, like fucking man up. Um, and I got to the shaman and they don't pour everybody the same, um, like dose. She kind of just looks at you and knows intuitively, like how much to give you. And so I kind of just like went to her. I'm like, Hey, like, you know, um, I've never done this before. I'm really fucking scared. So if you can give me just like less than what you usually would, that'd be great. And she's like, okay. So then she gave it to me an hour passed by, nothing happened. So I went back up for the second cup. I was like, okay, nothing happened. She's like, I told you so. So then she gave me a normal size cup, sat back down. And then all of a sudden, all of these, like, it's just like this whoosh of like heat just came over me. And I was like, all right, something's happening. Fucking buckle up. And so um, I just started seeing like all of these like green, like fractal patterns and just weird, um, like, like snakes and all these kind of things. And so like, I'm terrified. Yeah. Sorry, my when i got booted a couple minutes ago my settings completely reset i apologize nothing okay, was working so i just want to make sure go no, ahead we can hear you. yeah yeah so you so, started getting really fucking high yeah so i started getting really fucking high and i was um kind of just starting to freak out really i'm like all right don't freak out because if you freak out this is going to be like really bad and you're going to have a real shit time and so i'm like all right you just have to surrender and and be in your body and process and whatever so all of a sudden I just saw all these like black snakes like raining down on me and it was just like formed like this pile, which is like terrifying because I'm terrified of snakes. And so I'm like, great. The one thing that I'm fucking terrified is what you're throwing at me right from the get go. And so the one thing that I kind of, um, are you guys Harry Potter fans? Do you like Harry Potter? I've watched We've most of them. them. Yeah. I know what it is. More of a Lord of okay. the Rings. Guy. Okay. So in the first Harry Potter, do you remember when they're going through that whole little trial and tribulation and they go in that like pile of vines and like Ron's freaking out. Um, and uh, he's like, she's, her money's like, Oh, just relax. Otherwise you're going to die. And like everyone falls through the bottom and Ron's just like freaking out. And then finally he, they're like, just relax. And then he relaxes and he falls through and he's like, Oh, okay. So basically it was that concept. So I was like, okay, just remember devil snare. And so I relaxed and then I just fell to the bottom of this snake pit. And then I fell into myself as a child. So all of my mannerisms, like I was in fetal position, like I looked like a child, like the girl sitting next to me, she looked over and she's like, you looked like a baby. It was the fucking weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, I just wanted to go over and like hug you. And I was like, that's crazy. Cause I fell into myself as like the three-year-old me. And so I was just going through all the emotions and um, I saw myself like in my mother's womb and just all this crazy shit happened. And then there was one point, um, where I just saw this key kind of unlock my brain and it was, um, mother ayahuasca. So they say, uh, you know, the plants have a spirit, especially like psychedelic plants and things like that. So, um, ayahuasca is the mother. And so the mother, um, you know, she's nurturing, but she also gives you tough love. And so what I, the intention that I went into was I want to just surrender and I want to get rid of all the pieces of me that are no longer serving me. So I see her take this key and unlock my brain. And then there's all of these patterns that just like come out and she's like, okay, I just unlocked your gifts. So you need to fucking do something with them and don't waste it. And I was like, okay, loud and clear. And so that was like night one. And so after that, they're like, okay, are you guys ready for like night two? And I'm like, fuck no. Like that was intense. I don't want to do another one of these. <laughs> like, are you fucking high? Obviously. Yes. But, um, <laughs> so that was night one in a nutshell. Night two was where it got fucking wild. So I'm sitting in the opening circle and, um, they're playing like opening music. There's candles They're doing their whole ceremony. And all of a sudden I, um, hear mother ayahuasca just like talk to me and she's like, Hey, um, just so you know, tonight you're going to go through an exorcism. And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, what, what do you mean an exorcism? And she's just like, yeah, you're going to go through a spiritual exorcism. And I was like, okay, cool. And usually I'd be fucking terrified. And then just like this wave of just like calm, like 
badass energy just came over me like you're fucking goddess warrior fucking go in this this is your battle you got this and so i went up to the shaman and she was like okay um she just looked at me filled the cup up all the way to the brim like and she started laughing and i was like oh god why are you laughing like that's not a good sign i'm gonna die tonight <laughs> this is the night mushroom dose and you're like go ahead take all these she's it'll like, be fine you're gonna be okay it's gonna be a crazy time <laughs> No, it's going to be okay. It's almost like a loving laughter. That's yeah. On with the craziness of night too. When yes. you that when you jumped into your fetal self or your child self, did it actually were your eyes open or were you seeing things like lucidly, like you were fucking there, or was it more like a dream type of thing? So I, I remember do ayahuasca. So I yeah, so it was all in my mind's eye. So there were points where I had my eyes open, and it was just like too much so it was like you're feeling too much you're seeing too much so when i closed my eyes it was kind of like seeing everything in your mind's eye you know like when you like visualize stuff it was kind of like that we so, did way too much acid one time and both saw the same shit with our eyes closed it was actually really? better open my eyes because i was like oh i can see the fan that's good the ceiling fans there that's great i tr shut my eyes and was like oh there's creatures so <laughs> i guess it's on ayahuasca though yeah, so ayahuasca, it's different because it's more of like, because I feel like sometimes mushrooms, um, it's like a, it can be an internal journey, but sometimes it's also like an interactive journey too. Whereas ayahuasca is all inner journey. Like you're, you should not interact with other people while you're on ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> Highly don't recommend. I think um, I've seen guys on ayahuasca walking down the streets on my, uh, in my city. Oh or my something. God. <laughs> where are you, where do you guys live? Northern California. Okay, no, okay. She's talking about meth. It's not ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, way different. <laughs> you know, they shouldn't. But ayahuasca, I, uh, I do 100% agree with that. Ayahuasca is meant for an internal journey. Yeah. It's not that you shouldn't or can't. Like, you could, right. but it will definitely take away from the experience because mm -hmm. what you need to do, and I've never done it, but I know enough about it that it's just for you. And yeah. every experience yeah. is going to be different because mm -hmm. that's just what it is. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, it's cool to hear people's ayahuasca stories, but even hearing them, like, yours is probably going to be nothing like mine. You know what I mean? So, but it's so cool seeing people's, like, recounts of it and stuff. Like, before I did it, I watched, like, every fucking ayahuasca video on YouTube, like, <laughs> did watch all the documentaries. Like, I researched it for, like, two or three years prior, and then I finally grew balls, and I was like, all right, let's do this. So where, I, I might have missed that part, but where did you go to do this? Because that's an important part to me because I don't want to go down to like L.A. and have some white shaman hippie. <laughs> that's like, yeah, this is ayahuasca. I want to go in the fucking jungle with some yeah. old dusty dude that's like, I've been doing this for 30 years. Yes. OK, I will take you. Thank you. Yeah. So I actually the, the way it happened was kind of synchronistic. So um, I follow this YouTuber, um, Aaron Dowdy, for like quite some time. And so he started putting on ayahuasca retreats. Um, and he has contacts with these badass shamans. And it was this couple, it was a husband and wife that had been doing this for like, I think they said like, uh, like over 30 years, something crazy like that. And um, yeah, they were just super cool, like super down to earth, just super chill. And uh, they just made you feel so comfortable. And so like, once I met the shamans, I was like, all right, this is gonna be fine. I'm in good hands. Was it in America? No, it was in uh, Costa Rica, sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was I gorgeous. Other countries more than the U.S. for this type of shit. Honestly, I would, I would, rec yeah, I would recommend, um, obviously doing your research because you don't want to like show up to some dude's hut and it's like, he's going to murder you and like steal your kidneys. But you know, <laughs> There's been stories of that. That's what I mean by that. There's some yeah. people that are, like super rapey or they're, uh, they're just in it for the money and they give you the super, uh, downgraded version of ayahuasca and you kind yeah. of like this isn't what i heard about no i want the real jungle yeah. experience where i fucking meet the snake gods and whatever we else. just heard that one dude's experience where he talked about how his friends parents or whatever made this like weird they made ayahuasca but they like boiled it down so that it was super highly concentrated and they drank mm -hmm. it like a tiny amount mm -hmm. and it was like 10,000 times the amount that you'd normally have in ayahuasca. And he, had, he was like, I don't recommend this, but this was my experience. He had and a he, crazy time. He did have wow. an insane time. But the the parents, they sound similar to the people, the couple you're talking about. They'd been doing it yeah. and making 
years and they just knew they're like and they kind of laughed and he was freaking out and they just put on a record and they're like yeah listen to this it's fine <laughs> yeah anyway so i want to hear so what what happened after you drank that whole gigantic cup yes continue, oh sorry. yes yes no it's okay uh so night two so um, I sit down on the mattress and it's like five minutes in everyone's still in line trying to get their cup and it already fucking hits me. I'm like, okay, great. So everyone's just going to see me tripping out while everyone's getting their tea. Love that for me. Um, yeah, no, total, total ego. So, um, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to close my eyes and let this happen. And so all of a sudden, um, I started feeling like a little bit uneasy. So I just kind of called in like my spirit guides and like my angels. I'm like, okay, just like sit with me because I feel kind of weird. Like, I don't know what's going to happen kind of thing. And then I just felt their presence like over my shoulder. And all of a sudden, um, my hands, I swear to God, um, my hands just started moving on their own. Like I was not consciously moving them. They just started doing all of these like weird kind of like snake movements. And they would like move in different parts of my body and just start like pulling stuff out of me. And so I was like, what is happening? And then when I kind of like, I kind of caught vision of like these, um, almost like shadow beings like standing around me and um it was like a scene out of a movie where someone wakes up out of a coma and you see like all the people like surrounding like your hospital bed and they're just like whoa what, like what's happening and so that's how i felt it was just like that scene out of a movie but when i like looked around it was like these um they felt like extraterrestrial like shadowy like just not from this dimension kind of it was just crazy i don't even know how else to explain it um, so I just saw them standing around and then my hands just like did all these motions and just started like pulling out pieces of me. And they pretty much just kind of communicated like this is spiritual surgery. We're taking out all the pieces that don't belong to you, your depression, your anxiety, you know, your fucking childhood traumas, all the shit you've been through, all your attachments to them. We're ripping those out of you. And so, um, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, love that. And so it was really, really, really fucking intense. And part of me kind of just went unconscious for some of it. And one of the shamans saw that I was having a really tough time. So she came over and she like held me in her arms. And as soon as she got me in her arms, I just started like bawling, like crying my eyes out. And um, I was like, I'm going to die. She's like, no, you're not going to die. Just like lean into this. You're fine. And like, so from that moment, like when I said, I'm going to die, I just sunk into her arms and then I felt like what it felt like to die. Like, that's what she told me. She's like, this is what death feels like. So now you have nothing to be afraid of because that's what everybody is afraid of, you know, of dying essentially. And so now that that fear is removed, now you know what this feels like. What's what what's left to be afraid of? Like, why? Why be scared? And so after I came, um, the shaman comforted me. I cried. She laid me back down on the floor um, and then. I just started um, like breathing and I got this vision of um, like pregnancy. It was like, she was like, you're going to find out what it like, what it's like to um, conceive a baby and be pregnant and give birth to new life. So I don't have kids. I like, I've never been pregnant. I don't, I don't know what that's like aside from fucking what ayahuasca told me. <laughs> and so like, my hands started doing all those weird things and there was like a bunch of energy coming from them and they would like push into my ovaries and I shit you not. It felt like I was having sex with someone. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like I, like I had to open my eyes and look down. I'm like, okay, not having sex with anyone, but it fucking feels like it. I was like, just had to check because I don't know what's happening right now. And so it what's felt like all penis is in me right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and so I was like, all right, there's nothing there. And so I closed my eyes and I just let it happen. And then all of a sudden, like, you know how, like when a woman is pregnant, she places her hands over her belly and just like rubs her belly just like for comfort or whatever. And so my hands just automatically started doing that. I was like, okay. And she's like, this is the pregnancy stage. So now you're growing this new life in you. And so now my body sits itself up, like props it up with my like knees bent. Like I'm about to push, like to give birth. And she's like, okay, now breathe. And then my body just started automatically like doing like the, like those like pregnancy, like giving birth breaths. And I'm like, this is so fucking crazy. I'm like, I don't even like, I don't even know how I'm going to tell this story to people. Like they're going to think I'm a fucking nut job. And so I'm sitting there like giving birth and all of a sudden all the visuals went black. And then I just see this like canal and it's like this canal of light. And it was almost like I was being reborn. So it was like, I grew my own life in me and then I was being reborn. And then I saw those You're same. Out your own vagina. 
I guess so. I have no idea. Wow. <laughs> that part I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> to this day. But um, then there was just this like being that was holding this baby made out of light. And it was just like this um, like rebirth experience. And so it was uh, it was really it was really beautiful. It was like the most strangest, intense fucking moment of my life. But it was honestly incredibly beautiful. And um, yeah, that's kind of oh couple questions how long did it take to come down from that and uh, second how did the ayahuasca taste because i've heard conflicting reports on this too this is very <laughs> important to me because i hate gross tasting things and yeah. i'm not afraid like you were talking about earlier you're afraid of the whole shitting yourself or whatever i'm not afraid of shitting myself at all <laughs> i don't want to barf i hate barfing and it has nothing yeah. to do with anybody else i just don't want to barf shitting my mm -hmm. pants you can fuck off i don't care i shit my pants okay. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so it honestly it tasted very like earthy um like beet juice it, uh, have you ever had like unflavored i'm trying to think what would be um like kombucha or like kratom like just like unflavored oh, just like just that that like super like earthy taste you know what i mean like just that like it it just Plant. tastes like you just like fucking rip something out of the ground and you're just shoving it in your mouth you know so like a little bitter maybe like yeah bitter. A, a little bitter a little like dirt tasting um kind of just like, not like tea. not like putrid or like no uh, no uh-uh no mm -mm. no it's not it. like it's not like rancid tasting or like you know uh sour or like anything crazy it's just like very earthy okay so i would consider shitting myself like a a high point of my story after doing ayahuasca. <laughs> so I would actually hope to shit myself, but yeah. So how did, how long did it take to come down from that? Did you only do the two nights? It was two nights and then that was it. Or did you have a third night or what? Was yeah. It? So it was two nights of ayahuasca and then a full day of Wachuma. Um, but the ayahuasca, I think the, the whole like journey was about, was it six to eight hours? And then, um, after that, like when I tried to go to sleep and stuff, like I still saw like all this crazy stuff, like in my dreams and like, even like the, the next day you still feel like super out of it. Like you're super, like, you just feel kind of like depleted almost. And, yeah. um, you have to take really good care of yourself, like in between and afterwards, um, just because you went through so much. Um, yeah. And then, uh, the Wachuma, the San Pedro was kind of cool. So San Pedro, uh, mother ayahuasca or ayahuasca is the mother and then san pedro is the grandfather so then you have that balance of the masculine and the feminine energy um i had kind of a harder time i think with the wachuma only because i'm very like feminine and flowy so like me trying to be like in my masculine was very hard for me because i'm like okay like i have to just like be here in my body like in my frame in this structure like i don't want to do that i don't want to do that and so that was kind of hard. I don't even know what that, what is that though? Is it a drug? Like, how does that make you feel? I know I, San Pedro, but I've never heard it called that. Yeah. So San Pedro comes from the Wachuma cactus. So it's from a cactus and um, they brew it into, so he had it in powder form and then you just like mix it in water. Um, but it's basically like, you don't get any visuals or like any trippy effect. It's more just all body and just like more of a, like a feeling. Um, versus like seeing things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you ever done uh, mushrooms like psilocybin or anything like that or LSD? Okay. Yeah. You, you've reached the. Would you prefer a mushroom trip over ayahuasca? I know it's not as intense, but like the people have had life changing events on mushrooms. So. Yeah. Um. So mushrooms is also a really interesting one for me. Um. Because I don't like when my body feels high. Um. So that's one that I like always have trouble with. Uh, so I'm like, okay, like, what do I do with myself now? You know? Um, yeah. Move, I don't, so, do weird yeah. snake movements. <laughs> yeah, do weird snake movements. Oh, I kind of wanted to come back around to that. So those weird snake movements that um, I was doing in my ayahuasca ceremony are actually um, energy work patterns. So those were downloaded to me through ayahuasca. And they're actually the movements that I do to help my clients, like, pull out some of their energetic blockages which is kind of oh. cool. Oh, that's yeah. So you're doing, so doing Reiki shit or? Um, so it's not, it, I mean, it's similar to Reiki where you're kind of like doing the motions, but it's um, not like a structured, like set patterns or anything. It's more of like an intuitive thing. Nice. 
I think that's more important though, because everyone's different. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think you can't just lay down like the same template over everyone and be like, this has to be what happens. You have to feel it and unhelp them. I think that's what makes a good good energy healer too, is being way more in in tune with like their, I was going to say their victim, but their patient. (laughs) Their victim. Well, yeah. it's better than a doctor who is just like, mm, I'm going to intuitively tell you to get this pharmaceutical. Like you're at least intuitively yeah. trying to figure out right. what is legitimately Pfizer wrong told them. me that this is what you need. I'm getting a download yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My checkbook says that this drug is what's best for you. Yeah. Ask okay. your doctor about. My student loan payments tell me right. that I prescribe this for so many years so that I can get out of debt. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So what have you been working on lately, though, ever since your uh, parent uh, awakening or whatever you want to call it? Uh, that was 2019. So have you just been working on building your own like community and uh, client list and all that stuff of like healing people? Do you have any crazy stories of like healing people? Uh, yeah, I, I, I know you do quantum healing because you talked about it with Brandon. So OK, so talk about that. go on on yeah, that. Yeah. I, have yeah. this cause I have a child's bladder. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So um uh fuck i lost my train of thought uh, <laughs> uh can you repeat the question again so he- crazy healing stories and then i did yes. throw it up by saying quantum healing but okay crazy- yeah yeah so um i had this one client um he like he was kind of one of my first like um because there was a point where i was just doing it for free right just because i'm like i need practice like do you want to be healed like let me practice on you before i start like taking people's money because i don't want to like someone to pay me and then I fuck their shit up, you know? So, um, I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, cool. Like, let's do it. And so, like I set up, um, I do kind of more of like a shamanic practice where, um, I, I bring a lot of like earth and elements. I work with like fire and, um, it's just all very like earth based for me. And so, um, I set up my whole thing and I take people through like a shamanic journey where there's like the shamanic drumming. And then I take them through like a meditation of sorts to kind of get them to, um, to see where like the blockages are. And so I'm taking this guy through different like journeys within himself. And he gets to this part where um, he found like, he went through like a lot of, lot of like sexual trauma, like as a child. And so he got to this really, really deep part and he just started like, like his eyes just started like twitching and just like his body was doing like all these fucking crazy things. And so I was like, okay, just breathe, just breathe. Like you got this. And I just started pulling all this shit out of him. And like, when I do energy work, I can feel in my body where they have pain in their body. So like if he's blocked in his throat, my throat just like feels like it's swollen. And so like, I know where to go on them because it's in me. Does that make sense? Yeah. hundred percent. And so, um, so I felt all of it in his chest and I just started like pulling stuff out, pulling stuff out, pulling stuff out. And then um, a lot of times when you do energy work to move the energy around, there's like a lot of sneezing, a lot of coughing, a lot of yawning, because it's just a way to kind of get stuff out of your body. And so um, like throughout the, the thing, it's kind of like, you know, with COVID and everything, I'm like over here, like coughing. I, I'm like, I swear to God, I'm not sick. <laughs> like, it's literally just the energy work. So then I'll energy work over here bitch i'm a being of light (laughs) so i'm like over here like hacking my lungs out because i just feel all his shit coming up and then all of a sudden he just started like coughing and i thought he was gonna start coughing up blood like he was coughing like that hard like all this shit just like coming out of him and i'm like i'm like hey you okay like are you good like you know just like checking in he's like he's like no this is fine like it's coming up And so like, I have this method where um, I bring a rock, like if it's an in-person session, most of my sessions end up being like through Zoom or whatever, but if it's an in-person session, I bring a rock and what um, I have them hold onto the rock and blow all of their trauma into this rock. And so like, as they're processing this trauma, they kind of just like, like blow it into the rock. And then once they're done, I take it and then I blow it all out. And then um, we reprogram the rock to be, um, you know, all the lessons that they learned from that trauma and that sort of thing. And then they get to take the rock and they can either bury it or they can put it on like their altar or put it in their space or whatever they want to do with it. Like it's theirs. And so, um, yeah, this guy was just like doing all these crazy things with his body. And then we got to this one point where, um, like we met one of his spirit guides, which was like a, this big black Panther. And, uh, like he started, like the Panther, like started like talking through him. So he started like growling and like doing all these like 
weird, like just crazy shit. And so the Panther was just like, I'm like, okay, so what are you protecting? And then we kind of got into like the childhood trauma stuff and that whole thing ensued. So it was just like, it was very, um, very intense, very intense. What do you, what do you use for the rock to put your trauma stuff into? Do you, do you keep that in a Faraday cage or like you said, they could bury it afterwards or whatever, but like what particular rock do you use? Cause we've been talking about crystals and gems and shit lately. And Uh what do you, what, what's your favorite, uh, gems? We have like, I just keep them like on me so they're not like on display. Show and tell. <laughs> it's just like oh. Ben's got his too. Let's let's see your uh your yeah, show and tell Ben. Uh, he's so out of it. Look at him. Sweet. There you go. <laughs> so what's your favorite ones for uh protection and uh the I'm most interested in the absorption of the the trauma because I was reading obsidian is good for that, which is really strange. My son gave me a huge piece of uh, obsidian and was like, here, this is for you. And I'm like, okay. And I put it on my nightstand. I don't know if that should be there or in a Faraday cage, but. (laughs) Yeah. Obsidian is really, really good. Um, Black tourmaline is really good. Um, But actually what I use for the trauma is I actually just, um, take a rock outside because we put so much like, yeah, crystals are awesome and, and they're beautiful and they have so much potential and like these healing powers, but so does a normal rock outside. It sits outside and soaks up mother, mother, uh, why can't I fucking talk? Mother uh, Gaia's energy up all day long, which is like just as fucking powerful as like one of these bad boys, you know? And so um, I go outside and I kind of just intuitively sit there. I'm like, okay, which rock wants to go to this client? And so I pick up the rock and I'm like, okay, this is your rock. And so um, a lot of times I like to have them bury it, just especially if it's like a really intense um, like healing session like that, because uh, Mother Earth, like her her grounding energy will be able to soak up all that and transmute it versus like if you keep it on your altar, you know, it's still, there's still that potential that it can kind of like, be floating around can affect you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i've seen a couple pictures you posted of your altar is it over there in the corner or i can't really tell but so how how do you set that up and what is there a specific tradition or something that you set that up under because it looked very similar to kind of a wiccan pagan type of thing Mm -hmm. and uh if that's the influence okay what, no, what was I, your influence on it? Yeah, so I don't really have yeah. an influence. Um, I kind of just do everything intuitively, but I always make sure that there's something for all the four directions and all elements. So I always have something for fire. I always have something for water, always something for earth, always something for air, um, just because it's good to have like that balance on there. And then, um, yeah, and then I kind of just intuitively, like I'll go in the woods and just be like, oh, this pine cone is speaking to me. Let me pick it up and put it on my altar. And so like... Um, and then I usually have some kind of candle and I usually have some kind of like um, goddess energy. So I work with a lot of like goddess energy. So I have a goddess deck and I'll shuffle it and I'll say, okay, what goddess wants to work with me on this, this altar. And then I let them pop out on their own accord. And then I put them on the thing and that's it. And then I use a lot of herbs too. A lot of herbs, a lot I'm of like pl- more plants. Yeah, I, I think the raw plants are probably where it's at too, the herbs and all that. Yeah. Uh, we've been getting into, Jen's been doing essential oil stuff. Not, yeah. I mean, just, just trying to fucking learn it, but it yeah. worked. Yesterday, I had a very sore tummy, and I, I don't know if it was something I ate or what, but I felt like I was going to barf for a bit, and then I felt like I had to poop. And so she put this uh, blend of shit on my stomach and then made me drink this other one. And yeah. I mean, I did it worked. So, no, it worked. so about the intuition thing, like I've been trying to be more intuitive with like yeah. spiritualism, but um, so I did it wrong, but it totally worked for him at the time where um, he was supposed to drink the one that I put on his belly and like uh, put the one, I don't know, but I put one on his belly, but he could have totally drank it. And I was like, yeah. no, we need to rub it on you like right now. And then I was like, you need to drink this one. And then I looked up the directions and I'm like, oh, it might have been different. Like this yeah. one just goes in your mouth. Totally like an idiocracy. But mm-hmm. um, but it did work because it was, I think, my intention. Like and exactly essential oils in general. And I had the best intentions. And yeah. I also gave him a really badass massage that was very healing. And I was trying to like rub all of the negative energy out through his feet and he mm-hmm. even told me you were like don't rub my feet i've been walking outside all day barefoot and i was like 
well, okay, but I can't just rub your legs down to the calves and then not rub the energy out of your toes. Like that's not going to yeah. So I had to do that. <laughs> yeah. <and> like <laughs> that's fine. You can do that. Just wash it. your hands. And then <laughs> I did. Don't worry. I wash my hands, bitch. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the one thing I would say about that is, you know, even though like by the directions it was wrong, like intuitively you knew that that was what was going to work for him. And the one thing like, with me, when I work with plants, I actually, um, I sit there and I listen to the plants first and, and listen to what they tell me. And then I will go and do the research and double check afterwards. So that helps me to strengthen my intuition. And I actually, after doing ayahuasca, I, um, notice that I can communicate, like, I don't even know how to even describe how the communication is, but it's more just like a download of information from the plant. And, um, they tell me like, okay, this is going to work for this. This is going to work for this. You need this for this. And then I'll just start like doing shit and it works. And then I'll go look it up. I'm like, oh shit, Jasmine is for this. And it's, it's kind of like a, I almost like reverse engineer it instead of like doing like the intellectual part first and then doing it. Cause a lot of times, like there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom, right? Intelligence is, I think, I think, I think, and it's all the, the, the concepts, right? And you can't think your way into healing. You have to embody it. You have to be it. And so, um, like, I love science. Science is fucking dope, right? But science is trying to explain what spirit already knows. Science is trying to catch up to what the soul already knows. And so, yeah, I think science is badass and I like having facts and I like having shit to back up what I know. But I also know that the wisdom that I get downloaded to me is right. You know what I mean? And, and I, I will go and like double check it just to be sure. So I don't like fuck anyone shit up. But, um, yeah, I think people need to trust their intuition more. They, they rely so much on uh, external sources for everything or looking it up on their phone. You know, we just had this. WebMD. Yeah. Uh, look more with the crystals and the plants, but she, she was looking up uh, different crystals she wears all the time. Mm -hmm. and was like, Whoa, that's weird. Like I always wear these two together and they're the same thing. And I, I always wear this on this hand oh. and that's the same thing. So I have, yeah. So I have iolite and opalite and I yeah. have unicite and then I had rose quartz. And then I, I was looking them. I, I just picked them and I've been wearing them. I didn't really know what they did. Yeah. I didn't look them up. I just, no, you looked them up after the fact. I looked them, crazy. I, yeah. I looked them up after the fact. And then today again, I looked them up and I saw that opalite and iolite, which I always wear on my left hand, are the third eye chakra. And then rose quartz and unikite are the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. But I always have to keep them together. So I keep the rose quartz and unikite together and I keep yeah. the iolite and opalite together. And they're both part of the same chakra. And I thought that was weird because I would I don't know anything about that. I, I don't want to say I know nothing, but like I, I definitely don't research it that much. I'm very mm -hmm. open to it. But I didn't know that when I got it and it was cool yeah. that it just kind of intuitively came to me like these have to be together. They have to be in this part of my body. Mm -hmm. And and then I actually gave Joe my rose quartz because he he likes it. So I bought it yeah. and that's where I when I bought it, I was like, uh, OK, I'm going to buy this one. I'm not sure if I need it. And yeah. then he got the other day and was like, I really like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I think that's for you. I think I bought that for you because I don't I don't need it that much. I love it. Yeah. But it's for you and it's funny because it's pink and then also has a rainbow of chakra so it's hilarious because it's not <laughs> like at all it's definitely not like a manly bracelet no it's yeah. very, it's but very it's gay his favorite one okay but it's it's funny because he was just like it spoke to him and it didn't matter he was just like this is the one i want and i was like you can yeah. have my pink rose quartz bracelet with the rainbow chakra on it you put it's, it on yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important a lot of times too, because like in the spiritual community or when you're like looking for the truth or whatever the case is or whatever you're doing on your path, I think um, a lot of times we get so caught up on like trying to be right or doing everything by the book, even if we're like trying to break outside of the book, you know, we still try to do everything by like a certain standard or whatever. But I feel like, um, I don't know, like just listening to your gut and listening to your discernment is, um, really it's really important and i think we know more than we give ourselves credit for i totally agree i think the operative word in there is try i think when yeah. we try we try too hard i think if yes. we try less we will gain more so mm -hmm. if we're not trying so much i have a weird experience we can talk off air about that because it's long yeah. but it was 
very weird and there was no trying involved. And I think, but like what you said, you went into your ayahuasca experience accepting, but not really looking. You were looking for like a general idea, but you weren't yeah. trying. You weren't like, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be the best person ever. I'm going to fix this. Like there wasn't really this very big, important thing that you were doing. It was kind of a general like, all right, I'm going to figure some shit out maybe, but whatever. We'll see what happens. Wow. Yeah. We're freezing like crazy. I know. Yeah. Are I don't we know freezing what was wrong with our stream, but uh, um, it was a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But I, I think but, it's okay now. Yeah. I think the trying is the least important thing. We should not try. And just yeah. Do yeah. Because I think a lot of times, like we try to force things to happen, right? We try to force things to happen in our time and the way that we want to do it. And sometimes that's not the most optimal way to do it, you know? And um, I think when we, we have like goals and have like intentions is good, but also leave room for things to flow and for things to go off course, because sometimes when things go off course, that's when the best shit happens, you know? hundred percent, but we're programmed to try. Yes. Hard mm -hmm. because how can we not try? Oh, so yeah. Us as humans to be like, oh, I'm just going to like let this go and see what happens. You can do that. I know there are tons of people who do that daily. Yeah. I'm fucking envious of them, but it's hard to just go out there and have an, a, a very just candid experience in life. You know, yeah. it's, it's very challenging. And it, when it happens, what's also challenging is that you don't recognize it. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not something that's going to be like, Hey, this amazing thing is about to happen right now in your face. It's going to happen. And then later you have to recognize it. That's part of your job to recognize it and see it as it was and then apply it to your life as it is now. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, I forget. I was going to say something, but now I don't remember. Oh, brain farts. They <laughs> brain happen farts, all the time. I always <laughs> Yep. yeah then looks like he's passing out anyway we can wrap it up here then you look like you're about you to die oh 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 i did want to okay i remember now um just real quick um so you said something about like the programming right so we're all programmed to try to like prove ourselves right we're all trying to like we all have this this wound where um we're trying to prove that we're enough right and we do that by doing by doing by trying by trying to be right by, you know, filling in these gaps by reaching for the external. And um, really all that we're doing is we're acting out of our own wounded inner child to prove that we're worth something. And, um, you know, using different things to fill those gaps and those holes. But when we realize that we're not human doings, we're human beings, and we just allow ourselves to be and we allow ourselves to feel without being attached to anything then that's when the magic happens and that's where we find ourselves in this like in-between state where um you know the things that we think aren't possible happen yeah, 100%. yeah i totally agree with that yeah, yeah wow i i've been feeling that more in the last literally like 30 days like just in the last month I've had weird downloads of shit too, where I'm just like, oh no, like we're all part of the same thing. Like everything's fine. Everything's yeah. great and everything's beautiful and we can do whatever we want. We can manifest shit. Like if we put stuff out, it will come back, whether it's positive or negative. It's so mm -hmm. weird because we can do that as people. We yeah. all can. It yeah. sounds crazy and woo. And it's funny because we're programmed to think that too. Yeah. And it's hilarious because they, they took it away from us. They're like, yes. oh no, you can't do shit. Like yep. you're stupid and you have to just follow the media and yeah. you're just dumb and you're just robots basically. And we're not, we're actually yeah. really cool. And the thing is too, is like to piggyback off what you just said is um, there's when you said like, oh, that's just woo right there. Just saying that. Or when people say, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory or, oh, that's just whatever. That layer of judgment is what people project onto it because they don't understand it because they think that they're not capable of it. They think that they don't have that magic within them. So then they think that, well, how can anybody else? Right. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with like, I don't know, just anything that's like a taboo off the wall kind of topic. There's always that layer of judgment that you have to peel back and dig into and beyond that layer of judgment is where the keys to healing is. It's where the keys to expansion is. That's like what the, you know, the danger zone, but it's really where everything else lies is, um, you know, once you make it past that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that, I think there was a definite, um, there was a directed 
negativity towards all of that, towards astrology or tarot card readings or psychic, whatever it is, all of that crazy woo shit, like I was saying, there's something weird about the fact that we all grew up thinking that's really weird and maybe really cool, depending on who your parents were. But, But normally, like most people are like, oh yeah, that's fake. And they put it in movies and TV and everything Mm -hmm. so that it's all, it's all magic. It's like Harry Potter, like you were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. or Lord of the Rings, like you were talking about, that's not real. That can't ever happen, but it could, who fucking knows? It doesn't matter. Like who's to say, like, who's going to define the box that we're all in? We don't have to be in that box and we can all break out of it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, also to kind of go off that, I feel like a lot of times um, they do that on purpose, right? Where they put all of these like magical things um, in movies, in the media as fiction um, to desensitize everybody from it. So then they don't tap into it themselves. And I think that's the same thing with like telling kids about like the tooth fairy and Santa Claus and all of these things. We like lie to them about these, you know, um, magical beings so that when they find out their lies they don't believe in magic anymore and they don't believe they're capable of creating magic in their life and so yeah i've never thought of it that way but Mm -hmm. i i remember like the day the magic was stolen from me and the day i had to steal it from my own child and be like oh yeah that's not real sorry yeah. There's no fat man that's crawling down our chimney that we don't have to give you shit that you want. Sorry. But it is yeah. like, okay, so like Taylor was saying, so it's like they make that, those stories up to be very unbelievable. Like, oh, you think there's a magical fairy that comes and steals your teeth? Really? It's me, bitch. I give you the money. <laughs> yeah. I will continue to do until you're, so thanks. Yep. And then I bought all the presents, but really there's other magical beings that are doing way more powerful shit than giving us money and things and stuff. And it's like they took it and made it like a capitalist movement to like, oh, it. and I'm not even trying to put it there, but like, it's all about about getting stuff and money in the construct that we've made for ourselves. And then we destroy that for our children. But really, there's these magical things that are happening in the background where they're like, well, actually, that car accident that you didn't get in last week. Yeah, that was me. Cool. Yeah, I... No one talks about me. I don't know. I'm your spirit guide and you yeah. haven't identified me yet. So I don't get any credit and they don't care because they're just like, I'm going to fuck off in this other realm until you need my help again. Cause that's my <laughs> yeah. Help, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, as kids, we have all this like imagination and creativity and like, we're like, Oh my God, magic's real. And then what, like, kind of like what you said, like when it's like stolen away from you, then you shut that shit off. Right. You're like, okay, well it's not real. So now I don't need to feel these things anymore. And that's why so many people, like everybody is capable and has the ability to have psychic gifts or, you know, gifts that are beyond our five senses, but we're, they're turned off and we're desensitized from them because of programming and, and all those kinds of things. And the ego, like you were saying earlier, where like if you have a weird dream that came true, maybe some people I tell everyone, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this weird shit I dreamed of, whatever. But like some people maybe wouldn't. A lot of people, I think, wouldn't because they've had people tell them like that shit's dumb and I don't want to hear about it. So they're not going to listen. So they wouldn't even tell anyone. So like there's no account of any of those experiences because they're not going to tell them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's a, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's crazy what programming does to people. (laughs) Obviously it's all intentional because when we're, um, you know, uh, taken away from our own power, we're we're easier to manipulate and we're easier to control, which makes the perfect consumer. And then it just, you know, kind of ties into this whole fucking nasty cycle of what this planet, this 3d reality is sometimes. And it's so hard to fucking figure it out. But that's why we have these conversations is to figure yeah. this shit out as yeah. best as we can, at least. Ben's got to go night night. He's uh, he's getting sleepy and it is it's fine, seven. Ben. That's okay. Good night. You can have a good night. No Sleep well. Bye. Taylor, it was really nice uh, listening to your guys' or listening to your story. Uh, this stuff is really intriguing. Uh, yeah. And it's awesome to see what it did for you. So thank you for coming on. Sorry, I got to go. You guys have fun. Okay. I will see you guys. Thank you time. for having me. <laughs> no, we 100% get it. Get some Bye, sleep. Good night, Ben. Love you, love you. All right, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Stick around after, and uh, we'll have the you know the post-show we'll chat, chat that nobody <laughs> is privy to because 
I don't know why they just aren't. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. Enjoy the thank Super you, Bowl. I don't know who won yet. I'm getting messages why are you telling in the people chat. To enjoy it? All right, if anyone's watching the Super Bowl right now, you can enjoy it if you like. Yeah, what? that's what I'm saying. All more love to you. Enjoy your sports balls, and uh, <laughs> I hope everyone. Hope wins. everybody wins all their bets and everything. But just use your fucking turn signals. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.